Hello and welcome to Regular Features, the podcast that is the same every week. And this week is no different because it is a week. I'm joined by John LaBlythe. Thank you very much. I'm John LaBlythe, like like he said. Steve Lockhogarty. <laughs> Just call me Love. <laughs> and I'm Joe Gall Scrabbles, because I'm a backwards kind of guy. <laughs> Topsy turvy world you live in. Uh, I don't know why I've launched into the intro when we usually record the intro at the end. <laughs> give them this unnecessary peep of our procedural skirts. <laughs> Uh, just because we're here. We can loop back around and record it again later on if we decide. Could, but I felt really confident about it. I don't know good. why. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'll take it. What, are you, what you got? <laughs> I got Dog, a, I looked at you, so I should announce that. I got a lot of Cockney malarkey going on. You looked really worried. Three-man Cockney malarkey. Three-man Cockney malarkey. <laughs> Steve Logbrook. <laughs> You're just slowly morphing into it. Taking more and more of Log's name. What's really left for me? I got a story of a um, confrontation pub-wise with some ne'er-do-wells. Ooh, wow. Very much stepping on Gav Murphy's toes lately. You never have confrontations in a pub. I've been in pubs with you loads. Say confrontations. By my standards, it's a confrontation. <laughs> it, was wow. more of, it was more of a sad acquiescence. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to teach you how to date, scary style. Whoa. Shall we begin? Yes, yes, please. Ouch. Leave that in. I'm Gandalf, and I put a spell on you because you're mine. The Mines of Moria, that is. <laughs> Regular features. Gentlemen, I present to you... Dating for Under a Dollar, 301 Ideas, compiled by Blair Tolman, who is an author that I've looked up extensively and can find no history of, besides maybe a son who supports Trump very heavily on (laughs) Twitter. So I can provide you no background knowledge to this, but thankfully, Brad Wilcox, who I don't know either, uh, has told us that dating will never be the same again. (laughs) This is a series of little ideas for the prospective uh, teenager, young adult, or youth leader. It looks like it was published in the early 90s. It was published in the mid-90s, 1995. If you're a youth leader, you've probably got access to some of the dollars of the youths you lead. Yeah, Otherwise, what's the point of leading them? Actually, exactly. You take their money. It's <laughs> like the Pied Piper. <laughs> as far as I understood, he took all those kids' money before Not he the put funds. them in a rock. Is that what he did? Uh, No, they all drowned. They all drowned and he had a net at the end of which they could go through their pockets at the end. I thought he locked them in a cave with a rock. Oh, the rats drowned. He locked the kids in the cave. I think that's what happened. That's exactly right, yeah. Blair. (laughs) That is your real... that does not cost a dollar, so that's one of the suggestions here in Blair Tolman's book. Now, I'd like to point out that this is an odd book for more reasons than the fact that you could use to date for under a dollar, which is nuts by today's standards, Mm, with our Zimbabwean money that we have now. I can't scratch my ass without spending a dollar. I know. (laughs) Well, you've got that slot. What else is it for? Uh, It begins with a notice to the reader, and it says, The authors have written this book for the purpose of providing its readers with a list of fun, wholesome activities. The ideas, procedures, and suggested activities in this book should be engaged in with common sense and caution. Mm. You, the reader, are accountable for your own choices and actions. The authors and publisher disclaim any liability for adverse effects arising from the use of the suggested activities in this book. Remember, any activity taken to the extreme can be dangerous. (laughs) What the hell is in this book? Well, exactly. 
So I read that. So I, to, as some context, it's just taking it in turns to punch each other. It's free, and I, you'll find out how strong your date is. <laughs> I was wondering which one of you will inevitably survive the divorce, which, as far as I understand it, is murder. Uh, the preface, as a teacher who works with teenagers, I am frequently asked for ideas concerning inexpensive dates. In an attempt to satisfy these requests, I have collected hundreds of dates from many creative people that meet these criteria. I am extremely grateful to everyone who contributed their ideas to this book, since without them, this book would not be a reality. Which is all books, really. (laughs) Now, there's something odd about this book that I discovered as I leafed through it. Um, And it emerges, I think, quite clearly in uh, the introduction, which is called What's Wrong With This Picture?! And it's a small narrative introduction to quite a dry book about dates. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is how Blair introduces us to the ideas. For months, Jason had his eye on Stephanie, his dream girl. Boy, was she a knockout. <laughs> boy, oh boy, oh boy. Stephanie had it all. Looks, personality, personality, talent, you name it. He felt ecstatic when she accepted his invitation to go to the hottest concert of the year. This was Jason's big chance, the one date he just couldn't mess up. Boy, would she be surprised when they were sitting in the front row of the Special Events Centre. <laughs> special Events <laughs> Centre. No expense would be spared in his effort to win her heart. <laughs> Driving Musical studium location. <laughs> studium, studium. In his generic drive car. <laughs> Driving to her house, Jason reviewed his checklist of preparations one last time. The dozen long-stemmed red roses would surely melt her heart on impact. <laughs> his new cloak first through the ribs. <laughs> his new clothes with the right name tags. Was that like his name? <laughs> Jason. Jason. All his clothes. You're up. not Jason. Show me he's got right. those overalls with the name on it, like he's a mechanic. Finally, he's got the name tags right. And pro- Tonight's the night. <laughs> and professionally styled hair wouldn't go unnoticed. Dinner at Shakespeare's, one of the most prestigious restaurants in town, would definitely express his upper-class nature. Why would a restaurant be called Shakespeare's? <laughs> What's classier than Shakespeare to an American? <laughs> a few extra push-ups made his sleeves stretch a little bit tighter, and the savoury scent of his cologne lingered in the air. Savoury? Bacon? Yeah, like, yeah, like beef. <laughs> Me and my beef cologne. Wow! <laughs> little dab of Dripping to the neck and your roll. <laughs> Create a stock before you go out. A cheap cologne. <laughs> he looked and felt fantastic. Chances were Stephanie wouldn't even order dinner or look at the performers on stage because her eyes would be feasting upon him. <laughs> she would be perfectly motionless for two hours. As the she beautiful doll his... woman Jason wanted so much. Sniffing hungrily around his neck. <laughs> <laughs> for the beef sauce. Perhaps he be the food. <laughs> as he approached Stephanie's driveway, Jason took one last look in the rearview mirror. He tamed a stray hair and wiped one last bit of shaving cream from behind his ear. One last bit means he's had loads. <laughs> All behind his ears. Yes. What like he could only hope was the last bit. All over his back. <laughs> uh, like it's one last bit, not the last bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Finally, I got rid of all this cream. (laughs) Rummaging through the glove compartment, he located the mint breath freshener and shot a quick spray into his mouth. 
the lion was finally ready to catch his prey. Mm, minty, minty mouth. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it just goes on for like ages about how he's gonna probably have a great old time with Stephanie, but be poor. And that technically, Jesus can help. Oh. oh, is that where this book is going? No, it's mostly the weird, like, like sort of slightly rapey lion attack element so that, that sort of freaks r- me out. Yeah, but there's okay, definitely so a Jesus if element. If it's a Jesus element, that kind of rules out, why not fuck? Yeah. It's free. Well, yeah. so, the, I mean, this is part of it. There's Just fuck. There are elements where every... There are so many, like, wholesome, boring dates. Like, I'm just going to skip through. What have we got? Mall picnic. Ask your date to go to lunch with you at the mall. Oh, it's corporate that's America that, all over. Yeah. Or that's a dollar spent or on lunch. Genealogy. Take your date to the nearest public library and research information about you and your date's ancestors. And that kind of thing. You might also find out if you're related and call it off straight away. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all 23 and me now. Go spit in a tube. Spit in a tube. Well, yeah, but that costs loads. Mm. That's not less than a dollar. Let's both spit in the same tube and get the results of what our babies would be. But occasionally, it just it's slides nice. into... Date. Let's go fuck on the tube and find out what our babies would look like. <laughs> There's one that's just like... <laughs> play football in the mud and then have a water fight to get all the mud off and that's like so clearly sexual with a date because you're fighting fit shit on each other then piss the shit off yeah, yeah exactly. I get it I get the, what they're saying but then there's just what, well, hang on that was fight your date well, was one of them play some football okay but then there's things like... You said, said the mud thing. That was just made up, was it? No, mud's in there. It's like, go to a muddy place, yeah. play American football, get all muddy, and then get all the water off each <laughs> oh, other. Okay. All the mud off each other with water. Shit and piss. Sounds I thought good. you ended the football game by having a mud wrestle in the mud. That would be quite good. I just meant that. I just pictured two people mud wrestling. But, like... <laughs> it's a big erection now. <laughs> but there's so, there's so many things that I think you could quite easily not see the slightly terrifying parts of this. Like, imagine going on the date called Cookies and Kids. Since Cookies cookies and Kids have always been a perfect combination, this date involves both. Make a batch of cookies with your date and take it to the children's floor of a hospital. (laughs) After getting approval from the children's nurses, give the cookies to the young patients. While visiting, you could also read. (laughs) It's like... Oh, okay. Hello, children. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here with my cookies on a date. <laughs> First, I will feed you a cookie. Then my date will feed you a cookie. Wow. Then I'm going to read a book Perhaps. while my date feeds me a cookie. Perhaps you feed us cookies. You've got two arms. Oh, you... Cookie chain, cookie circle. <laughs> reach around, feed the cookie. Synchronised. Oh. What? A cookie to... reach around at a children's <laughs> ward of a hospital. That's right. Yes, innocent and... And absolutely wholesome. You're talking about a cookie circle cookie. It's <laughs> <laughs> an entirely different thing. Synchronised spaghetti sucking. <laughs> what? For this, a... for this group date, <laughs> invite what? a bunch of couples to your house for a spaghetti dinner. <laughs> Which is a thing. <laughs> Little do they know. <laughs> they will be all be Seat everyone around a large table and serve everyone Big plates of spaghetti. (laughs) Synchronise the dinner by connecting everyone's hands with a tight string. 
<laughs> so that everyone has to lift their forks to their mouths at the same time in order to eat. Oh. <laughs> and that's the whole date. Wow. But that... I don't know how that costs... It doesn't work if you're in a circle, because... How would you it would just only work if you're all inside of the circle. In a row, like the Last Supper. That's really tight. Yeah. Well, maybe you get everyone like in on a circular table and tie everyone's hands to a hula hoop. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Get in touch, Blair. Or maybe tie a strand of spaghetti to like a random other person bowl of spaghetti, like around a table, and then like oh, go on, I'm listening. As you suck up the spaghetti. It leads you down through the bowls. And well, your, your whole body goes through all the bowls <laughs> as you yeah. suck, using only your sucking force. As a yeah. yeah. The bowls of spaghetti flying off the table as you whiz around. <laughs> you <laughs> your body flopping like a fish out of water as you go. As you realise that you're the only person at your big spaghetti dinner. <laughs> and, and you're just fucking a hula hoop by the end of it. What about kissing buffalo? Feel like he- kissing a hairy bovine? If you answered yes, <laughs> you'll need to go to a zoo. Wait, did this just go Joe? Because this activity... No, because this activity isn't exactly what it appears to be. It's a fun joke. Kissing buffalo is a flirtatious activity, including a large group of people. Therefore, it's best to plan this as a huge, unattached group date. Who goes on those? To set up. Divide everyone into two groups, one on each end. I think Matt Lees would love this with his love of party games. Yes. To set up, divide everyone into two groups, one on each end of a large grassy area. These groups are buffalo herds. Select a boy and a girl from the groups to stand in between the two herds of buffalo. These two are wolves. To play, the wolves yell, Buffalo. (laughs) The famous wolf sound. (laughs) (laughs) Buffalo! (laughs) Just howling at the moon. (laughs) Buffalo! At this cue, the two herds stampede towards each other and the awaiting wolves, with the goal of safely reaching the opposite side. In the midst of the stampede, the wolves attempt to catch an opposite-sex buffalo by kissing him or her on the cheek. When the stampede is over, all the kissed buffalo magically turn into wolves. Play continues until no buffalo are left. After the last buffalo is kissed, play again. Of course. I imagine being that last <laughs> buffalo and having just everyone lunging just, at you. I mean, like, uh, that's hot. Author, raining kisses down on your pretty little buffalo face. <laughs> Does the author copyright this at the end? Copyright me. Copyright I, the Blair. The called Buffalo and I invented it. That's brilliant. <laughs> you play it, you have to kiss me. That's the rules. I mean, if you guys want a fun game to play in the grass, squirt art. <laughs> <laughs> squirt what? Is this squirt like, art. Is this like squirmy rooters where you bum the ground? <laughs> squirmy rooters. Yeah, Could you stop to explain squirmy rooters for you me? You dig please? a little divot in the floor with your fingers, and then you writhe around on the floor, bumming the hole you just made. <laughs> I thought you made it sound like a fun group game, which I suppose it could be. We did Squirmy Rooters Turbo. There was more than one person playing it. <laughs> so you've played Squirmy Rooters. Yeah. How did it go for you? It was. A, I think it was taken as the joke it was intended as, but I also did enjoy the, the emotion of bumming the floor, <laughs> rooting that squirm. <laughs> squirt art. It seems that only a handful of people have ever experienced the joys of winter squirt art. Hopefully you will become one of them. 
Fill squirt bottles and squirt guns with water. Add a different colour of food colouring to each bottle. You are now ready to create art using the snow as your canvas. Mm. After dressing warmly, go outside and squirt into the snow. (laughs) (laughs) Making whatever designs you desire. They've got such a lovely, innocent use of language, haven't they? (laughs) Well, this doesn't seem innocent to me. Reception crashing. Invite yourself and your date to a wedding reception in your area. Dress up, meet the bride and groom pretending to be one of their childhood friends. Eat cake and any other refreshments and dance to the music. When you're ready to leave, put your dollar on their money tree. That's it. Just ruin someone's wedding for free. That's it. What about who done it? Prior to this date, contract, contact the federal court building in your area to find out when public trials are being held. Take your, di- <laughs> take your date to a live trial that looks interesting to watch. Watch the trial, weighing the evidence and arguments of both sides. Shout your verdict. <laughs> Try to guess which way the jury or judge will decide. But later on, ponder whether your dissenting decision could have saved a man's life. <laughs> And of course, there's Halloween spooking. <laughs> For this is it, Halloween is date. This a Stephen Pookie feature. <laughs> you find just. <laughs> yes, hours more. <laughs> For this Halloween date, make your house as spooky as possible to try and scare the trick or treaters. Some ideas. <laughs> play along with the whole thing. You're just buying into it, you idiot. <laughs> some ideas for making your house scary. Stuff some old clothes with straw. And that's it. <laughs> Attach fishing line to it and yank it to make it move as the trick-or-treaters approach. NB, take the clothes out of the wardrobe once stuffed with straw. <laughs> Be choosy who you try to scare. Small children are not good targets, but the older ones can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much more to this from Blair Tolman, but I don't want to carry on because I don't think he deserves my money anymore. I don't really have anything more to add to that. How much did that book cost? It doesn't say. I'm assuming say it's, it's got That's to be less than a dollar, but I hope it isn't. <laughs> it doesn't say. It should be 301 dollars. <laughs> One for each yeah. idea. Well, a, a dollar saved is a dollar earned, and a dollar earned can be spent on, on, a book on about fucking the woman of your dreams. <laughs> Thanks, Blair. Hi, I'm Gandalf, and when I'm not popping off to change colours, I like thanking the patrons of Regular Features. This week, I'd like to thank Yasmin for four years of solid support and offer her a unique Gandalf Wizarding Scholarship. She will join me in the pungent Swampmire region for an intensive spellcasting 101, after which she should be able to catapult an egg over a fence using only her arms. Thanks, Yasmin. Or should I say, the Yasmines of Moria. <laughs> So I had a nice day out at the weekend. Um, uh, Reese and I went to Primrose Hill to uh, go see a dog show with our friends. The dog show wasn't very good because everyone who had dogs were all quite uppity. Primrose Hill. 
And so they hadn't even brought their dogs. <laughs> they didn't even thought to bring a dog to a dog show. Just imagine it. Look at it, Prats. Oh, when I, I did a, when I was doing my dog blog, I went to a, I think it was a, maybe the same dog show. I just went around with the camera taking photos of people's dogs. I've never felt more creepy and like I was about to steal dogs. Yeah. Cookies and kids. Cookies and kids. <laughs> they were the kind of dog owners where um, you asked if you could stroke their dog or pet their dog, to use the vernacular. And they would sort of, they'd smile and go, ah, like not enthusiastically say, yes, the dog's name is Darren. He likes to run and eat bones. There's none of that sort of interaction with... If you bring your dog to a dog show, it's going to be fawned over and fussed over by dogless gay men. (laughs) (laughs) And you should sort of be accepting of that. And most of the people there were just like, no, get out of the way, he's going to get a ribbon if you're not careful. (laughs) Some of them had ribbons, some of them were wanting ribbons. They had, like, athletic agility shows. They had... I don't know what else dogs do to get ribbons. Best in show. Don't know what that involves. Having nice hair. That's all the lot. You need the lot. Yeah. Hair and paws. Mm. Um, so that was all going on. We fucked that off pretty quickly and went to a pub nearby, uh, which was um, the better vantage point to see and enjoy dogs because all of the dog owners were going to these pubs afterwards to... You know, relax and unwind after a hard day showing off their all, dogs. All the dogs who didn't win, just down in a pipe, <laughs> drowning their sorrows. Yeah. <laughs> I could have got a fucking ribbon. Uh, so we got to see lots of little dogs there and stuff. And um, we moved on to another pub that had a garden, because it was in the afternoon then. And as we went into the garden, we saw a big row of tables, maybe enough for like 14, 15 people. Um, and it had been reserved from 2.30 and it was about 3.30 now and there were only three people sitting at this table so we went to the very end of the table the where there was a the end table was separate from the other tables and it still had this little thing on it saying reserved for Lucy at 2.30 and I was like oh so can we take this table then it's like Oh, no, no, our friends are coming. It's like, right, so we... Can we sit here until your... That's exactly what we did. Mm-hmm. friends it's arrive. Like when your friends show up, it's like, yeah, we'll sit there until then. It's like, oh, yeah, but they'll be here any minute. It's like, well, then we'll move any minute. Like, yeah. it's fine. Um, so we sat down, and a table became free nearby. So we said, right, let's just go sit at that table now. And we sat there and had a couple of drinks. It's half past four now. Yeah. The table's f- filled up, apart from that end table. It's an empty table in a busy beer garden. With It's at half past four, two hours after it's been reserved and all the friends are just there doing their, their thing. So I walked up to them and it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I thought you said this table was reserved. Oh, you got your own table and you still went back to yeah. be a foot. little yeah. bitch. Um, bitch. I don't know, I don't like saying the word bitch, but sometimes it's the only word and I'm applying it to you a gay man, so it's not misogynist. Well I you was bitch. <laughs> uh, there's a there was I had a sense of injustice. They were claiming this table for hours and no one to sit on it while people are standing in the beer garden waiting for tables to free up. So I tore the uh, reservations. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So I tore the, the Reserve for Lucio 230 thing off the table. That is aggressive. Um, what, <laughs> threw it the into bar. the air. <laughs> Said, uh, threw your Lucio. And punched it. Uh, then I came back and they'd gotten all of the reserve signs they had and put them on that table. <laughs> <laughs> of course. This means war. It's <laughs> like so roundhouse kicked the whole table. Um, it's not a very good story. I just picked up all of their reserve signs and tore them up. And then Bloody they, hell. What the fuck, man? How many drinks had you had by this point? Not many. I was like, nah, fuck it. What are they going to do? And I was like, you're not reserving this table. Uh, and they were like, Jesus oh, excuse God. me, like, those belong to us. I'm like, what, the paper belongs to you? And it's like, well, we're reserving that table. It's like, well, it's gone past four o'clock. You can't reserve this table anymore. <laughs> just put on you the... made up a rule. <laughs> I don't like it. I put on the voice of someone who worked at the bar. <laughs> I'm actually the manager. I look very similar to the man who's already had to yeah. go. But I own the pub. And I co- I'm the Green King. <laughs> I collected two glasses off that table just to make the illusion complete. <laughs> <laughs> they were full. I drank them. <laughs> this is my beer. <laughs> just <turn> up. <laughs> So um, do you feel at the end of this story that you came out morally ahead? Yeah, because you can't claim a table for that long. Um, no. At a busy time in the pub. So after two hours, the grace period's up on the table. You've got to relinquish it. You can't cling to it like a bunch of... <laughs> you should. This is what you should have said. The grace period is up. You must relinquish <laughs> the table. Relinquish the table. No. You should have picked it up. <laughs> Take the table up and walked around with it. <laughs> All right, you can see it's still reserve you. No one considered it. But now it's moving. <laughs> you can't stop it. It's a haunted table. You reserved the haunted table. <laughs> Over the next couple of drinks, um, that's pretty much where it ends. But they sort of, they were definitely a, a big giddy bunch of assholes who were very loud and obnoxious. What they did is they pulled the table up to theirs and joined it to the end of the, the <gasps> bunch of tables. Fucking physically joined it with brackets. Yeah. But and did then, anyone sit at it? No. Their friends did show up. Oh. Which I don't think invalidates anything I did. <laughs> because their friends were two hours late. Because by that time I'd eaten all the signs. <laughs> so then we went home. <laughs> is this what you call any minute? You shouted. <laughs> you tardy fucks. <laughs> When we went home, we went past um, uh, our favourite pizza restaurant where we get pizzas occasionally. We know the owner. Well, um, name it then. Give I know the out. very one. Hannah Maria. Oh, it's good. Strand Green Road. Um, but this time, the uh, there was uh, sirens and flashing lights on the road. And we're like, oh, what's happened? Let's go have a look. The police had reserved the whole of <laughs> Hannah Maria. <laughs> there had been a fire in Hannah Maria. What? Um, and I was very drunk at this point and I was like what happened oh god I hope everyone's okay <laughs> I hope the, I a pizza, I hope the man that I, right. I hope I could have a pizza tomorrow <laughs> and I saw the owner standing outside in his pyjamas with uh, I think his brothers who worked there as well and I walked up from him and I just looked him in the eye and said Maria <laughs> I said, oh, is everyone safe? <laughs> Sorted. And he looked at me and he was like, yes. But then it made me think, 
What answers could he have said that I would not have been ready to hear? (laughs) Such as, one, everything I own is gone. Two, everyone I love has died. Three, my business is in ruins. Four, life will never be the same after this. Five, my daughter got all crispy. Six, the floor burned up and my bed is in the basement now. Seven, well, that's the toppings fucked, isn't it? (laughs) Eight, the only thing that survived is the inside of the oven. Nine, (laughs) I've heard of flame-grilled pizzas, but this is ridiculous. (laughs) Ten, I haven't actually heard of flame-grilled pizzas. I don't think that's a thing. What I have heard of is the fire in my restaurant. Or eleven. Let's not say all of them. It's not an andor. And, oh. and of them. <laughs> you could say all those ten things or this, or this. extra harrowing thing. The weird thing about a fire that they don't tell you in pizza school is that after a fire, everything is both burnt and wet. Just burnt, you're thinking... Oh, hang on, I said that wrong. <laughs> Just burnt, you're thinking that's fine. At least everything isn't soaking wet because of a hose. But burnt and wet, well, that's a whole heap of problems. <laughs> that is um, two, of... two of the elements fucking up your thing. The next, yeah. All they can do is just. There's already air. Three elements, the air was burning. The worst thing there, just dump a load of soil on it. Why not? Why not <laughs> fuck up my restaurant from all four angles? <laughs> then get to work pouring humours on it. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> oh, the four humours. Yeah, favourite bunch of them. Yeah, I thought they were. I always thought the four movies was cheating by having two different coloured. There's vials two vials. Yeah. Two vials. Bile, mate. Yeah, fucking grow up. Bile is bile. Is Yellow bile. bile and black bile <laughs> live together. They are both bile. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very. We end on bile. <laughs> And that is where the feature should have ended. But it is with my profoundest regret that I must inform you that the bastards just carried on talking. Best case scenario was that he would have just given you his last peep and say, look after this, it's all that's left of my shop. I want you to eat it. <laughs> but somehow preserve it forever. <laughs> but, but also it's just shite. Yeah. It's really, really burnt. <laughs> I want you to eat it. Like, it's actually very underdone because I ran out of the restaurant with it before I could finish cooking. <laughs> with it, not yeah. taking any of my things or money. So you just might, the pizza. You might assume that it's burnt because of the fire but you're not thinking very hard about how the pizza came to be in my hands are you? It's the only only not burnt thing in my life I was so surprised by the sudden fire that I accidentally did my pizza toss right out of the window Well, I mean this is probably a silly question Go on. was it a pizza that caused the fire or an arsonist um, a domino Lucy? I don't know Who's Lucy? Was she the one on the tables reserved for? Yeah Oh See I'd forgotten about how Lucy this whole already. story started That's how little she means to me <laughs> Or how little I think about it This is a real two-parter Like a nice stereo lab song <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what caused the fire But um, As far as I can tell It wasn't that serious mm-hmm. Hannah Maria Stroud Green Road Should be open for business very soon Fantastic. And as I pointed out in my feature, the one thing that survives in a fire is the oven. Especially if it's wood-fired. 
Yeah, I mean, it has to be fucking impervious to fire. Yeah. I'm, it just stands to reason. It's a bathtub, so... They should make entire restaurants out of it. <laughs> Although that would mean you would all cook to death. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but what a treat for the attendant paramedics. <laughs> just addressing the restaurant. So, I'm going to start cooking a pizza now. <laughs> it might... Get a little warm. <laughs> it was like, ow. Why is the floor made out of dough? <laughs> it's going to be worth it when we get to 300 degrees for 10 minutes. I'm Gandalf, and I've got a cold sore on my lips and a hot sore on in my ass. <laughs> Let's listen to the last regular feature. What sequel? Hello. It's time for my regular feature. Ah, uh, whilst writing today's feature on a train to London Town, my obvious home, <laughs> um, I was... My ears were drawn in by the sound of a man talking in a fucking obnoxious accent, much like the one I'm talking now, my hometown accent, what I love, a place I am from and that I am happy to be from and I'm very proud of. Proud of like a cockney. Um, so now I would ask you, to respect this, to talk in my voice for the duration of the feature. Do I have your acquiescence on this matter? Bow bells, bow bells, bow bells. And you, Stephen? Taxi rank. <laughs> Lovely. Lovely eggs. Lovely, lovely, juicy brown eggs <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> oh, now, I'm going to say to you that to truly get into this, we need to put these voices through their paces in a number of situations. And um, I haven't got any other way to frame this other than to let's just go through this fucking sheet of paper I've written out in a, in a, on the internet. Scruffle, scruffle. Paper. Tea cakes. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> so, I just want to hear what you boys would say. Oh, thank you. If you were reacting with a threat of physical violence to a man who has just glanced sexually at your pipe. What? If I catch you leaning a bad gorp on my glass bucket of bran, I'll slam me biggest hand into your neck with me fingers all curled up tight and snug as a bug in a rug. <laughs> oh, that's a, you've got to love the classic Cockney vocal fry. <laughs> fry. fry. This American life. <laughs> Eve, your randy peepers off my wall of dudes. <laughs> Well, I'll wank off your windpipe. <laughs> Lovely. That, you know I can't do it. Can't <laughs> act. That's, that's much. That's much of my pleasure from this. We'll be listening to you, Stephen. <laughs> now, man, I'll go now. This is what you probably should have said. If you so much as slither a bead of pre-cum into my liquid moorine over here, <laughs> I will scythe you down like an ear of corn and devour you with infinite gusto. That's, uh, yeah, make it a bit metaphysical, is my advice to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, now, round two. No, it's not a round, it's cooperative, this. Uh, stage two, let's call it. Asking a nice cockney lady to suck one's own cockney penis. I'll start with this one. Mm. Oi! Gladys Knight and the tits! <laughs> if you're not too busy, spit out them chips and land that fat gob on my hard hip lump. <laughs> Steve, could I could I hear what you would say oh, in, yeah. this, in this scenario? 
Alright, gorgeous. Get your noshers all damp and airy around the unshitty side of my pelvis. Oh, uh, ish. Adding H is where they don't belong. I love it. <laughs> Moving them around. It's the Cockney way. Woof <laughs> it up, slagbag. I've got an angry little mate who wants to do a wet shout on your thumpers. Oh, thumpers. So named after the motion that the rabbit did on the ground. <laughs> For a, Imagine doing that on a tit. That's why I call them thumpers. Dick on tit. Dick on tit action. Oh, my God. Ooh, fucking hell. Bow bells, bow bells. Bow bells. Oh. Uh, when, when someone Jenny. says... <laughs> When someone says Bo Bells, it is correct to respond, Jelly. Thank you, Steve, <laughs> for that etiquette. Thank you, thank you. Oh, etiquette. <laughs> okay, so round three is important, this. Uh, if, if you are in a gala performance of, I don't know, Summer, and you somehow made your way into the Queen's box <laughs> and you witnessed her doing a big old Queen fart, what would you say? Um, um, I'll start again, shall I? It's the way it says it. <laughs> Oh, Liz. Treacle. How in fuck's name did you get that to smell of vinegar? Have you been guzzling down nothing but Philip's thin jizz trickle? <laughs> oh, power to you, love. God bless you and all who say it in you. Oh, I love you. <laughs> um, but how, would you, how would you react to that, Stephen? I was looking in the British Guide to Etiquette this morning, your Royal Irish, <laughs> and I don't recall the chapter in which the Queen lets rip with a dense, beefy boy. So allow me some dispensation for improvisation when I say, fuck a duck, you shorty bitch. <laughs> shorty bitch. It's not in a respectful way to refer to the Queen, but my God, she asked for it. <laughs> Joe, how would you reply? Might I say, your absolute majesty. There's no way shit didn't dribble out of that one. <laughs> Nip to the bog and wipe your regal boss. <laughs> Just to make sure nothing rotten slides up your happy and glorious fanny. A boss is a bitch ass. <laughs> Gold save Shorty Queen. <laughs> Fuck Neil. <laughs> It's nice, isn't it? <laughs> it's all gold leaf. Ba 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 ba. Very good. Oh, so, okay, coming up, second half now. It's uh, we're three away from the end, so let's keep keep heads down, looking. What would you do if you were asking a post office cashier for a stamp? Well, can I take this one, long? Go on, Joe. Go on, lad. A cashier. I've got a Chris Monkey in my office for the first nods to procure a stamp while I stand here with my hands on my hips aiming at my dick at, <laughs> wait a second fucking hell shine a light on the loopy snook <laughs> <laughs> I'll start again shall I Bowbells 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 Jelly 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 <laughs> I've got a Chris Monkey in my office for the first nods to procure a stamp while I stand here with my hands on my hips aiming my dick at things what I'm interested in Oi oi Oh, I want to post this fucking object to me, ma'am. And I understand you're the only bastard stopping me. Get it done, along, or I'll use your armpits like a toilet. First class. But enough about your tits. Sell me a stamp or I'll have your fucking knees off. Lovely. An actual joke. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. Nice. Classic. Old school. Gotta, gotta respect that. That sounds like something one would say to a Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
penultimate round. Penultimate is a word well beloved by the Cockney people. <laughs> and I want to say, what would you say during uh, a sexual climax with your partner? So the um, Cockney slang for penultimate is a stretcher. Penultimate, penultimate round, pound, pound stretcher. Nice! Made it up, but it sounds right. Why were you thinking independently during this? You should have been reading ahead. There's, <laughs> a, there's a whole script here of things you didn't have to think about. Ah. And you really broke broke the illusion of three cold men in a room. Fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> My eyes just... For a thing, what to say during climax? Go on, he's bit it out, love. No, that's not the thing. (laughs) That's another good joke from the (laughs) company. Lovely, (laughs) bowling ground, (laughs) Strad Green, (laughs) Red Bush, (laughs) Big Red Bush, (laughs) DLR. Estuary where the bulge live. Where the bulge live. Is that a cryptic clue, Stephen? <laughs> ah, the bulge live. No, where the bulge live. I can't find the bulge live. To be honest, I think it's helping, Steve. <laughs> oh, 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 the Boslov. Oh, what a fine sweet little Boslov in the Cockney style. Hello. Oh, I got all sweaty. <laughs> Can I have another regular feature? <laughs> okay. So, so, why are you going to say? Oh, no. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, give my love one. Okay. Reset. From the top. Stage six. No, round. We haven't done five yet. Stage five. (laughs) Oh my god. Push love. Touch the computer. (laughs) That's that's, that's just. (laughs) So. So then. Oh, lovely. What what would you say during the climax with your partner, my love? I'll bequeath under your fanny this dollop of wank! Ask your guts to <laughs> ask your guts to budge up and make room up there. No, hang on, I gotta get again. Right, 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 right. Lovely, that's good. Bow bells, bow bells, jelly, 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 jelly. Ask your your ask your guts to <laughs> sound like a prince. Your guts <laughs> like a prince in a disguise <laughs> with a hood up. Hello, cockneys. Oh. I think that voice works perfectly well. Ask your guts to budge up and make room up there for three millimetres of my lovely wriggling lads. 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 The prince who remembered. <laughs> the prince who remembered. Now playing at the Don Marwells. <laughs> One step closer to death, my love. One spunk closer to death. It's times like this, my flower, when I think of my own mortality and I think how many more 24-month phone contracts I've got left in these creaking old bones. I wonder what phones will be like when I die. I bet they'll be massive. Or tiny. Depends if science gives us bigger hands, I suppose. Oh, do you want me to get off you? Sorry, love. My leg's gone dead. (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) 
M25. <laughs> Staines? No, it's not London, that. Staines ain't London. <laughs> I thought you were going to make it. Staines? No, <laughs> out in the wash. <laughs> That's the best accent you've done. You're not even reading. And the last one, which is freestyle in terms of accents, apparently. No. And the last one... Um, or was, if, what would you say if you saw a lot of birds on a telephone wire whilst on a train and you've got no more ideas left on the train and you're just looking around looking for inspiration and you just see some birds on a fucking wire? What would you say? I'll tell you what I'd say. I'd say, fuck me in a bin bag. That's a superior shit ton of beaky bastards. Imagine them pecking at your fucking boat race while you're trying to eat an ice cream. I'd be fucking livid. <laughs> Maureen, Maureen. Lock out all those feathery cunts up there. Maureen, do ducks go up on the phone wires, Maureen? I'm not sure I'd like talking on the phone, knowing a duck was listening in with its feet. I look up there, and I see birds of all species sitting together in perfect harmony, and I think they're all fucking mugs. Get a proper job in a phone shop, you dandy pricks. If you answered A, B, or C, congratulations, you're a proper cockney cunt. Well, I'd better be off now. I'm Gandalf, by the way. And you have been listening to Calcutta by Les Baxter. What a lovely little tune. Thanks, Les. Thanks, Les, for that. You get a free wizarding degree and can now do spells out of your face. Good day to you, everyone. Goodbye. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcasts. I do sincerely hope that this episode doesn't come out all weird and breathy as it did... uh, Two episodes ago. Yes, and why, why are we apologising two weeks late when we completely ignored it for this long? We could have gotten away with it. No, I, I listened back after the second the episode between came out, and it was, my God. God, it's I'm wet. so sorry for being such a juicy, gobbed piece of shit. Do you remember there was one episode where, as a joke, we all stood really close and went... It was that, but for real. It's a concept episode. You know, like, it's a, we thought that's what a bottle episode was... Uh, <laughs> it sounds out. like you're the bottle in my <laughs> mouth. <not. laughs> Just every inhale at the end of every sentence of mine. I'm very sorry if it aroused you to the point where you no longer know how to have a relationship with anyone else. <laughs> uh, but we've sorted out that technical issue now. And if you would like to continue to help us and support us, you can keep on listening to the podcast or you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features mm-hmm. and check us we your chump change. Patrons, uh, or your regular change. Any old change you got. Shoot them all. Sonny Ross. Sonny Ross. Sonny Ross is on board. Sonny Ross, our favourite illustrator. Uh, Benny McNamara. Sonny and Betty. Sonny, Benny. But I, I don't know anything about him. Uh, do you want me to make something about him? They're yeah. from ABBA. Do you reckon he's good at doodling? I reckon I'd like him to doodle me in a life pose, one-on-one. That is low. <laughs> you desperately want doodles. I You're just said, asking for doodles, left, right, and centre. I, I don't want doodles. I just want to be alone in a room naked with a man <laughs> who forced to look at me for two hours. Benny, if you're up for it, do that dog no. Or just send him a, a preparatory doodle. <laughs> I will lay a flannel across my groin if it's so desired. Mm. Uh, the, uh, I will piss the flannel off halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> not never breaking eye contact. <laughs> not in a comical cartoon way. It will slide so, down his leg and it'll be <laughs> disgusting. It'll be like a vision of old age. <laughs> it's gonna be it's a really it's not gonna be rubber or anything, it's gonna be upholstered. It's gonna ruin the chaise long. <laughs> the back of that Ford Model T is never gonna be um someone who goes by the name of the helpful bees. You are helpful bees. You gave us money. It's the most helpful thing you can do. Um, tune in next week when we'll have lots more. Well, one more podcast. Let's <laughs> just start doing two. One more podcast. <laughs> one more podcast. I've got a feeling we're going to make it, boys. Yeah. Regular, regular, regular features. Regular, regular, regular features. Regular, regular, regular features. Regular features. Regular features. Who are you? Referee. Alban. <laughs> <laughs>